Welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Debbie Desmond. Okay. Father, we just want to thank you that you just speak to us now. Speak to our hearts. We thank you just for the amazing time we've had in your presence so far. And we just thank you that you continue to speak to us. We thank you that your word is living and active. And, Father, that you want to accomplish something in our hearts. So we just ask you to have your way in us. Speak to our hearts. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, So today, this morning, I'm going to be speaking on um, generosity. Just why do we want to live a life? Of generosity. Um, I feel a little bit like, you know, when you speak to the choir, because like the majority of people here I know, and uh, you know, you all are incredibly generous. So, but you know, I thought about that. And for me as well, um, in this area of our lives, um, we, we need to constantly be putting the word into our lives because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when we hear the word, our faith is activated. And I believe in this era of our life, we need to apply faith. Because even, you know, even if for me, even if I am generous, um, sometimes I can just be generous because that's the thing that I do. And I don't actively apply my faith to it. Um, and, and when we apply faith to it, we, we just really see God coming through in amazing ways. You know, it's a case of like, I believe God's the healer. But then when you, you know, when God stirs his word up in you again about that, you actually go out and you start praying for people and seeing it, you know, it multiplies in your life and you get um, so much more reward and fruit out of it. Um, so, um you know, and when I, I just want to say, when I'm speaking about generosity today, I'm not speaking about um, just money, although money is part of it, but all of who you are. Are you generous with your, all of who you are? Obviously, money is representative of actually our life because anything we put our time into, um, we get money for it. So if you give money to someone, you're actually giving them part of who you are because you receive money for your time, your skill, etc. So when you're giving someone money, you're giving them time, you're giving them your skill, etc., etc., right? So generosity isn't just money, although money includes it, because generous generosity is being um, generous with all of who you are. Um, the, the thing that really comes up with generosity for me is um, generosity is a heart check. When you look into about uh, in, in your heart about where you give of yourself in whatever capacity, it's it's always a heart um, check. So, you know, today is like a heart check for us. When you get into the Word and you read things about giving and generosity, that's again a heart check for us. The reason being Matthew six verse nineteen to twenty says, "Do not lay up for yourselves treasures in on earth." where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. You know, you're going to, wherever your treasure, that's the thing that you value. That's where your heart is. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So where you put, um, where you give of yourself in whatever capacity, um, that is that is where your heart is. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So looking at this area of our life is important in a couple of, um, it gives our heart a little check of, you know, what are we truly valuing? And also, um, it actually, the importance of that is actually to find out where your treasure is. Because that shows you wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart is. And wherever your heart is, that is where the wellspring of life is. So you see that correlation. This is why it's important to know where's our treasure? What are the things that we value, tangible or intangible? That's where our heart is. And where our heart is, that's the wellspring of life. The Bible also says in Proverbs that, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The thing is, is that whatever's going on in our heart, when we check our heart, it doesn't matter what we believe with our head, when we check our heart, you know, because that's why, like, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Like, sometimes you can know, know what's valuable, but you can see what you actually value by where it's flowing where you're giving out of your, your life, whether it's your time, your finances, your, your service, et cetera, et cetera. And so that says, okay, this is where my heart is. And where your heart is, that's where your behavior is going to, is going to affect. So, so wherever your heart is, that's how you're going to live out your life. So sometimes we wonder, like, why am I here again? Because I know this. But you realize, well, actually, I know this, but actually my heart is here. And so it's a time for us to get with the Lord and to, to actually just come down to say, like, well, this is where things are at. And this is where I need God to come in and maybe realign our hearts with him. This is why Jesus was never shy about talking about money and treasures. He didn't, he was not shy about it at all. Why? Because he is ultimately interested in your heart. Now, the Bible says, when, when he looked for a king, he said, um, in Samuel it says, um, man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. Now, when he looked at um, all the people coming in through the treasuries, and he said, oh, the, you know, the people, the, the rich people were giving out of their abundance. They weren't giving a lot. But then the poor widow came in and she gave this very minuscule amount. But he looked at her and said, she gave everything. And that's because God, you see, God doesn't look at how much you give. He looks at your heart. He's not interested. He's not here. To say, I want your money. That's not who God is. God is like, I want your heart. That's what he wants. So, you know, so this is an area in our lives that we look at as like, has God got our heart? That's what he wants. That's why he wants to come in. And that's why we need light in this area. Because to the degree that we have light in this area of our lives, we will see 
his freedom and his kingdom come more and more in our hearts. And um, yeah, so so as I was saying, he's most interested of where your heart is um, because it is the wellspring of life. He's interested in where your heart is because it determines the course of your life, what's in your heart. And also he's, he is interested in that because it determines true riches in your life. And um, if we look in Luke 16, it says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? For me, this is a huge, for me, I, I mean, I was like, okay, you know what? To, uh, you know, we, there's money and there's what you can buy with money and you can make your, live a, a life of better ease. There's luxury, there's entertainment that you can, but these are all amazing riches. You know what I mean, you know? But true riches, true riches are things like his glory, his love, his joy. And, and the Bible says how you deal with worldly wealth will be, have an effect on the true riches that you have in your life. So for me, this is another reason why we check our hearts in this area because we, we want to, to be stewards of God's true riches for him to fill us in that area of our life more than anything. Amen. Um, you know, what I see is Jesus and God, he, like if you look in the Bible at the throne room of God, it's, I mean, I love looking at the throne room of, of God where he sits. It's like this amazing, it's like this. I, I think if you, when you see it, it's like you're, you cannot contain the glory of it the beauty of it. There's this, like this magnificent um, light show happening. Have you ever seen those light shows? I mean, it's, it's like beyond that, this light show happening. You know, there's a throne, there's here's the light and these people standing up and giving him glory. It's like this, this um, you know, this show that is happening all around him. Like, you know, the light show and there's people singing and there's sounds and there's like the, the you know, I mean, this beautiful sound. There's things happening all around. It's like, you know, you just stand like, oh, this is just amazing. You know, this is the beauty of God. Now I've got so sidetracked. Oh, I was telling you about how beautiful God is. I didn't even know where I was going with that fact. Oh, okay. So, so God literally is in this amazing, I mean, he's used to staying in this absolute beauty, luxury, amazingness, you know, of heaven. Um, and yet he could humble himself and come and be in a stable. So God's comfortable with palatial, God's comfortable with stable, like, you know, um, and, and, I, and I really believe it is because um, for God, true riches is the thing that really counts. If you have true riches, it doesn't matter where you are, whether you've got luxury um, around you or whether you're living in a stable. True riches far exceeds anything. That's what we truly want in, in our lives, right? So, so we're going to have, we're going to just allow God to do a little heart check. Uh, well, God, 
he knows your heart. He's done the check. He's constantly in. But maybe for you, for you have a little heart check at this time. And, you know, this is not for the benefit of any church coffers. This is not for the benefit of God himself. God does not need your money. He has no need of it. <laughs> um, you know, and so if you're feeling anxious right now um, about it, maybe this is the beginning of your heart check. And you have got anxiety in your heart about this particular um, area of your life. Um, and, you know, you might be feeling, you know, oh, uh, before you just bring up the word money and it, what comes, what's the first thing that comes up? Is it anxiety? Is it condemnation? Oh, you know, I'm not, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, I feel pressure, you know, pressure to make more money, pressure to give more money, whatever it might be. But I just want to encourage you to let that go right now. Because the Bible says there's therefore now no condemnation if there is condemnation. The Bible says there's therefore no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So just let that go. You don't have to, it doesn't have to have any place here. In fact, um, God says he loves a cheerful giver. Whatever you're giving. Um, in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 68 it says, Ever so sparingly will reap, thank you, will reap sparingly, um, uh, ever so sparing, will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or, com or out of compulsion. So if you're feeling any compulsion, if you're feeling any like God does not want to wring anything out of you, he doesn't want to strong arm you into giving. That is, that's not who God is. So you can just let that go because it's just a lie, but, and you can let that go out of your heart, okay? God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So that's who God is. He's not going to force you to do anything. So you don't have to have any condemnation about it. Okay, so that's where we're going to start. Um, but I want to look at the word because I sort of, you know, the word says the truth comes and the truth sets you free. And that's why we want freedom in this area um, of our lives, in the area of generosity and giving. Um, you know, I, I was thinking at the, recently, um, I was, I've been reading through Kings um, and all the various different kings that Israel had, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and, um, you know, I went back to Israel when they asked for a king. And when they asked for a king, um, you know, God was, was not pleased with the fact that they asked for a king because he said to Samuel, they have not rejected you as their, um, the, the prophet who's leading them. They've rejected me as their king. And um, he said, but God said, I'll give them a king if they want to if they want one, but warn them what a king would do. And so he warns them. He said, well, if the king gets in, you're going to have to, you'll give your daughters, you'll give your sons, you'll give your land, you'll give your donkeys, you'll give this, you'll give this much money, your first boots, this and this. And he tells them all of what they give. Oh, and I just thought, oh, wow. I, I, I sort of, I can identify with that. How much, you know, how much we give our, our government all throughout, whatever country you stay in, you're giving things, you know. Um, because you put in your trust in them um, to rule the country or whatever. Um, and then they said, yes, 
yes, we want them. And I, I was thinking about the difference between a worldly king and our God who is king. Our government, whatever government you have, they, if you don't give a certain amount, you are punished in whatever way. Okay. But God, I just think God is, he is, if I didn't say, we can just call him generosity. You know, I'm, I'm astounded. I was speaking to my friends who are farmers and they pay for the water they take out of the dam, a, a tax on the water that you know, rains down and then they get taxed on that. And I just thinking like God has given us so much. He gives us the sun every day we wake up. We, we, don't, we don't pay sunshine in tax. He gives us our health. He gives us, you know, the, the skills that we have, all of who we are. We don't pay health and, 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 and strength tax, you know, energy to God, because that's what God's given us. We don't, he doesn't demand that of us. The Bible says that actually he is such a gracious and giving God. He gives and he pours out his love and, um, and, um, and gives to everyone, both the righteous and the wicked. This is the God that we serve. He cannot not be generous. You know, the only time that he will withhold it is for someone's good, you know, in the sense of, you know, he's like, say someone's, um, but he's just so generous. That is who he is. He's constantly giving. And there's not an, exp the, of the, uh, I will talk about what, how God speaks a little bit about giving, but there's not this, well, if you don't give, you're going to get punished. Obviously, if you don't give, you're not going to re reap the blessing because the Bible says, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. But it's not like, you know, we are forced to do all these things. Yes. So you're doing a little better on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, um, the Bible actually says that God gives us the ability to create wealth. The skill, the, the ideas, all these things. He He's just such an incredible giver. He provides everything, every little thing in our in every part of us. Sometimes we don't realize that. I often think of the the, the guy in the Bible who, you know, he made a, a an amazing, you know, he got an amazing harvest, had so much money, and said, Oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna pull down my bonds. Um, build new ones, put it all in, and then I'm just gonna live with ease, you know. And and it goes on to say, but he didn't know that everything in his life actually came from the Lord. And before he, and that night he he died. And he was like, is it because sometimes he was trusting in his finances that that this is good? But actually, you know what? You know, sometimes we we get in a salary and we think, oh, you know, um, and you trust in that job, your skills, but all those things, like. The fact that you're healthy enough to go to work is a gift from God. The fact that you've got a job is a gift. You could lose it like this. I, I, there's, uh, there's moments in our lives that I feel God graciously gives us where we realize like, that even our life, the essence, like our breathing in and out when we wake up and we are alive every day is a gift from God. You know, And sometimes when someone suddenly is taken away around us, we suddenly realize my life is a gift. I've got no control over it. And uh, and in the same way, even financially, at any point, you know, all those things can just be taken away. And it's wonderful. It 
it's wonderful if you trust God to know that he's graciously giving you everything every day. But we are, we just, we literally, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you are literally being held up by God in every, your sustenance, who, your health, your finances, everything are held up by God. You might think you're providing it and it's what you're doing, but actually it's not. And it could be taken away like that. He's the provider, but he's so good. He graciously wants to give us all the time. Um, even when we think about giving, um, and Nigel was telling me, he was listening to this guy um, who, he was talking about, you know, in, in the States they have those drive through coffees and then they pay it forward. So the, the one guy comes and he pays for the guy behind him and it goes on like this. And this guy was saying um, <clears throat> that he suddenly felt um, he was in there and he, he was just like, well, um, do I carry on or not? And so he was thinking about these things and he made the observation that, Actually, the person, only the person in the front is the one that costs any, any cost to give the sacrifice. You're just paying for the person behind you. It's like, you know, you paid for your own coffee. You're not giving anything away. You know what I'm saying? Even although you, you, you are, you're not, you're not actually giving something away because you got the coffee in the first place. So when you give a coffee to the guy behind you, you're not giving anything of yourself. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same with God. Everything you have is his. It's not like you're giving away anything that you came up with anyway, you know. This is the amazing God that we serve. Um, but the other amazing thing that God does is that I see is that God gives without strings attached. I mean, have you had someone give you something and it's got strings attached? <laughs> It's the worst thing, um, I think, you know, um, because, you know, they, you can then manipulate that person with, with their lives because you give them something, but it's got criteria around it, you know. But God gives without any strings attached. He gives it to you, and you literally can do whatever you want to do um, with it. He doesn't force you to give, you know, a commission on. <laughs> um, but... Having said all that, that he doesn't give strings away, because God is, you know, let me first say this. There is not a selfish bone in God's body, or maybe there's not a selfish spiritual bone in God's spiritual body. <laughs> there's not a, you know, a, a selfish bone in God's body. He does not do anything to be selfish. So, so he does not need your money. He does not need your time. He does not need you to give anything. He is, he is, he is absolutely self-sufficient. He does not need you to do that. So why would he tell you that you should give? If it's not for his benefit, why would he tell you, do you think? <laughs> because it's for your benefit. He gives. And there's so many benefits of giving you remember i did a, a, a message a while ago talking about god's commands being boundaries god's commands are being boundaries they're things that are set around things that are valuable so whatever god values he sets parameters around them to protect what's valuable so in the same way that you eat healthy so that you can live healthy because health is 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 valuable to you. you put laws around it. i'm not going to only eat 
chocolate and ice cream the whole of today um, and for this week, no matter how much I like it, because I actually need to eat vegetables and because I want to, because I value how I feel at the end of the week when I've eaten healthy versus not, okay? Whatever it might, so because of what you value, you put boundaries around. If you're allergic to um, peanut butter and could die, you put you put laws in your life around, I will not eat peanuts, anything with peanuts in, because I value my life in the same way. So what is, what, when God tells you give, when God tells you to be generous, what is he doing? Why is he doing that? It's not for himself. He's not selfish. It's because there's something there that is valuable that he wants to protect in your heart, okay, for your life. And, and that's what I want to look um look at quickly um he's protecting your heart which is valuable because one and i'm just going to go through some things he wants you to be free of the tyranny of riches remember that one scripture that i read right at the beginning it says you can't serve two masters um uh, uh either you want you can't serve both god and money the world is full of people who serve money we do everything for money okay People will lie for money. They will work and work until all hours for money. They, they will, so they do a whole lot of various different things. And money literally rules their life, is master of their life, and they're manipulated by money all the time. Whether you're poor, you can be in that situation, or whether you're really rich, you can be in that situation. So, God, you know, and money does not make a good master. And so that's one of the one of the reasons God tells you to give because it's one of the ways you can be free of money ruling you. Because you tell money what's going to happen in your life. Money doesn't tell you. Money, you're master over money. Money's not master over you. Okay? Um also he doesn't want you to limit um, your view um, of finances. He wants you to have an abundance mindset. If you believe that the money that comes in your life is as a result of what you've done and it's all yours and you control it, and if you give out, if you give outside of yourself, um, you know you're not going to have as much for you. There's a limited amount of if you if you said there's a limited if you have this mindset there's a limited amount of resources that I have access to or that's in the world. And um, as a result, if by because of that you will not want to give because if I give then I'll have less. But God wants you to know that if you one acknowledge and you give to Him, that's why we give to God first. We acknowledge Him that He's our provider. That I'm not the 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 um, the source, and I'm not also the limit on my finances. He is the one. If we acknowledge Him in that, so a couple of things that happen. One is that our anxiety immediately goes down when I don't feel that I am the one that's responsible to provide for me. Hey, takes a burden off my shoulders. That's another reason God wants you to give. So in that act. You are saying, you, in that act, you're actually handing over the responsibility, the burden. I'm not going to be. But at the same time as doing that, you're acknowledging that actually your, your source is not limited. 
to you and your circumstances, your boss, how well your company does, etc. Actually, it's all about God. And then suddenly I go from this limited um, uh, uh, mindset to this abundance mindset. Suddenly I can think, well, you know what? There's so much out there. And as a result, you have then faith to receive more, to give more, to receive more, to give more. You understand what I'm saying? Um, so he wants us not to have an earthly limit to how much can flow into our lives or how much can flow out of our lives. And, you know, it's, it's really, if we want to see God's kingdom come, um, God's kingdom is a kingdom of giving and generosity. And if we want to see God's kingdom come, then we need to have this abundance mindset because it's, you know, like the Bible says, faithful with little rule over much. Whatever you have, you will, if you're faithful with it, you'll be given more. It's that tendency. It's like, you know what? The more we see that abundance and we allow it to flow through our lives, the more and more life will, will um, um, the better and better our communities will be. Not when we're forced to, to give, but when we give out of our hearts because that's talking about a abundance mindset. That's why, like, you know, if, if the government takes whatever percentage of your salary, you think, well, I've got so much left. You still, if you're forced, you still can have that limited mindset. But if you know that, you know, God's got in so much time, like even with, whether it be your, your, with your time, etc., that he can multiply, that he can, then you will give more. And the amazing thing that is the more you give, the more you give to someone else. It's like they, in a sense, pay it forward in some other way often. You know what I'm saying? Um, everyone prospers. And, you know, um, I remember um, when, oh gosh, when I just about, it's been about 25 years ago, I suppose, um, my, we're, my sister just started working. She had this brilliant job. Like, she was earning so much money. She was just packing it away. And she was just getting more and more money. And then I, I chatted to her once, and she said, well, you know, God's challenged me of, you know, when I think about my job and I think about, I don't think, well, what, what salary do I want to, what salary do I want to get? Where do I want to see my salary go next year? I, I say like, I, this is how I do it. I say like, well, God, how much do you want me to give this year? How much do you want to give? And then when I, when I think about how much God gives me, then I say, well, well, then I'll need to get a salary like this. You know what I'm saying? So she didn't have getting goals. She had giving goals, you know? Um, so and she was like, oh, this year I want to give so much. Um, and I thought that is so amazing because if you can trust God as your provider, that he provides for you, then you're like, okay, well, God's provided for me now. Like, what? well, what? And I've got this limitless mindset. Well, what else? You know, I mean, let's just forget about what you, your, your basic needs. Like, like, let's start having faith for what we could do beyond just what we need or even, you know, I mean, God's gracious. He'll give you not only what you need. He is, he gives you beyond that. But, but what about having like broadening our faith to receive from God for more than just what we need? Because 
to the level of your faith is what you're going to pull into your life. You know what I'm saying? So just to say like, well, you know, have, have you thought of that? Like, God, what do you want me to give this year? We don't often think that way. I often think I was like, well, what could I get? And then we sort of, as an afterthought, then I will give. And I know all you guys are amazing givers, so I'm not watching. But, but what about, like, God, what, to put your faith into what you could give, you know? Even if it is somebody who is in need around you, um, and you, you might not even have the money, but you see their need, you see what they need, and you think, well, no, Lord, I'm going to trust you that I can be part of their solution. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put my faith out for more than just me. I'm going to put my faith out for whatever that might be. You know, and even if it's in your in your business, I'm putting my faith out that, you know, our business would be able to to, you know, sponsor this or do that or whatever it might be. Um, so what are the benefits of being generous? Firstly, being generous to God, like I said, as we put our trust in him as our provider, it takes the burden off our shoulders and your anxiety level goes down. Because that, when we give to generous towards God, when we give, that act of faith is sure. And then you say, okay, I'm trusting you, saying, I'm trusting you, God. And there's a level of anxiety that you can just give over to him. Also, the Bible says you'll reap what you sow. So whatever you give to God, you're going to reap. And, and, you know, the Bible says 30, 60, and 100 fold. So, um, and he's a rewarder, the Bible says. It also enables us to open our heart to the abundance mindset. And, and um, you know, money and materialism doesn't control you. We're not the slave, like I all said. But then, you know, there's also other benefits that I just wanted to bring up. I was reading a little bit about it that they have they've done studies now to show that people who are generous um with you know whatever money time etc are generally healthier and happier i remember the story um, i was um, told it was about rockefeller he like was you know so had so much money but his anxiety about his money was eaten away from him he had all these ulcers and he could only drink milk and these little um, sort of crackers, milk and crackers. So this rich, this rich, 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 rich guy, because of um, he was eating these milk and crackers. Anyway, after a long period of this, he was like, you know, this isn't worth it. All this money is not worth living like this. So he decided he's going to give his money away. So he started giving his money away. Of course, his health improved because now he was like, you know, I'm, he's not worrying about the money. He's just trying to give it away. Because he's like, this is not worth it. But the more he tried to give his money away, the more money he got. So in the end, he was without his anxiety and he had more money than even before. Um, isn't that amazing? Um, but research, yes. So researchers show um, at the National Institute of neurological disorders and strokes said that you know whenever you give that the hormone endorphins are released and you actually have those happy feelings which actually are good for your body and so they found that it improves your immune system and it extends your lifespan um, and it also acts as an antidote for pain <laughs> um, so also the the departments of psychology um, at the University of British Columbia, Columbia, linked it to reduced blood pressure, 
it fights depression, lowers the risk of dementia, decreases anxiety. They also found that generous people um, have better relationships with people. I think it's because, you know, they're obviously not as anxious. They're also open to share themselves with other people. Um, it also, um, they found that people um, were more content. People who were generous were more content generally with their lives. They gained freedom from materialism when they found that giving up something, they were like, actually life's not as bad without that thing. They realized, like, I don't actually need these things as much as I thought. Um, they also found um, that... Um, they also felt better about themselves um, because they found that people were a lot happier and a lot, a lot happier and a lot just um, peaceful in their hearts um, because they, their focus wasn't always on themselves. Because, you know, when you're focused on yourself, you're a lot more critical. When their focus is out there and giving, they just were a lot happier. So a Swiss study found that people who plan to spend money on other people reported higher levels of happiness. <laughs> well, that's, you know, it just proves what the Bible says. It's more blessed to give than to receive, okay? Really. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've contemplated this often in my life. If I go for like a walk or something, I often when I'm walking, there'll be somebody who stops and um, asks for directions. And I give them directions and I walk away and I've often contemplated, I said, I feel so good. <laughs> and I feel so good after helping that person. I just was like, why do I feel so good? And then, you know, reading these, some of these articles, I thought, wow, it's because, you know, I, I, endorphins were released and I was like on the happy hormone. <laughs> you know, there's just the times that I've gone for a walk and I've just smiled at somebody. I've just given a smile to somebody and then they smile back and I feel good. <laughs> and you know, it's just like, that's, you know, that's what, um, generosity does. It, when we're generous in that way, it just, makes us happy. God put it in us. We were made. You know, he, he, we are made to be generous, be generous with our time to, to help someone or whatever it is to, to have that. Um, I, when I was, um, I'll end on this note, when I was speaking on um, just the value of beauty in our lives, I don't know if you remember, I spoke about this guy that had no money and then his wife comes home um, with half the groceries and a bouquet of flowers. And he was like, what on earth? What are you thinking? And she said, but we have to feed our souls. <laughs> and the whole point was like, you know, can you, can you do without beauty in your life? Yes, you can. But it's the difference between thriving and not. And I think generosity is the same. You don't have to be generous and you can live your life but the the um, quality of your life and how you thrive definitely has an effect because being generous is is who God is and you're made in his image and you'll thrive when you like him and it's who he is and he's beautiful that's part of his beauty so you being generous to people around you with their time with your giving etc it's going to enhance your life. It's, it enables you to live a beautiful life. Amen. I just want a time before we get into our groups to do some reflection. Um, and if you've got your, if you've got your um, journal or pen, that's great. If you haven't, 
I want to encourage you to take a piece of paper and a pen because it does generally make a difference. So maybe, can you two um, hand those out? So what I want us to do um, is to reflect on this area of generosity in our lives. You know, and the first is, where's your source? I think that's the first question. We ask ourselves, where is your source? Um, and is it limited? So just spend a moment. Maybe you want to just say, like, like, if I look at my life and the state of my heart with regard in this area, where's my trust being? Where's, where have, you know, there's a say like, we can all sit here and say, yes, God is my source. But really, day to day, day in and day out, in your heart, the level of your anxiety, the level, say, just look at your heart and say, okay, where truly have I, where truly am I? And then depending on that is just write just a line or two to God, to saying, saying to God, I and putting my trust in God. Here's my provider. Just write why God is your provider. And just, again, the trust. Put it in there. So that's the first thing I want you to do. Um, and, you know, as we said before, everything you have is actually God's. And in a sense, you're a steward of your life, of your finances, of your time, etc., etc. So I don't want you to do this now, but when you um, go home this week, just take a moment to look at everything you have, your time, your finances, your life, and just say, Lord, if, just view it from, this, from a steward's perspective. And say, like, God, um, what are our, the wheels go like this, what are our financial our time, our whatever it might be, priorities. What are our priorities? Not like not what you've made them from God's perspective. You're getting your directive from Him. What are our priorities? And you know, but so you can look at that on your own. So I want you to do that first when I ask you, and then today as well here um, is just. Asking the Lord and spending a moment to say, like, Lord, is there any adjustment I need to make in the way I'm viewing myself with regard to being generous? Is there any adjustment? Is he prompting, to, prompting me to generous in a particular place, redirect my generosity, reassess, you know, because you know, sometimes you can also actually be giving too much um, of your time and, because as a steward, you're, you're, um, you're, um, it's God's time. So you, you shouldn't be giving it into something that he's not directing you to give it into. You understand what I'm saying? So you want to say, like, God, where, where are you? Just allow him to just give you something and just write it down. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Debbie Desmond. For more information, please visit nigeldebbie.org